All right, all right. We are live. I'm Charlie Burris. That is Zach Reagan. This is the A to Z Sports Big Orange Podcast, a special edition where we are reacting to Tennessee's draw in the NCAA tournament. It is uh, 7 p.m. on Sunday night of Selection Sunday. We just watched the selection happen. It could be a tough one for Tennessee. We're going to break it down. We're going to just give our sort of quick take on it, uh, and and uh, we'll see exactly how we feel. See if Zach shares some of my thoughts on it. I'm, I'm not sure. And, and honestly, I'll say this. Everybody that's tuning in, go ahead and uh, drop into the comments and tell us, tell us what you think might happen to Tennessee, and we'll uh, react to the comments that pop up. Uh, but I do have to tell you, this whole stream is brought to you by our awesome friends at Run Your Pool. And here's the thing, guys. You got to go sign up for this because here is what will happen if you do. It's super easy to sign up. I already did it. it takes two seconds. I don't know. It's a little bit longer than that, but not too much longer. And you fill out your bracket. And then if you are in the top three, we got a 55-inch TV. We got a $150 gift card to Fanatics. We got a $50 gift card to Amazon that you could win for the top three folks. So go sign up, play.runyourpool.com slash A-T-O-Z, play.runyourpool.com slash A-T-O-Z, fill out those brackets, win yourself some prizes, go do it. Run your pool, play.runyourpool.com slash A-T-O-Z, go check it out. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second and a little bit more this week, but they're, they're our newest partner uh, here and they're supporting the show, so go support them, the more people that sign up, uh, the more fun it's going to be. And and you'll, me and Zach are going to be in there. We're already signed up. So uh, you'll get to compete against us too and everybody else at A to Z. So run your pool. Play.runyourpool.com slash A-T-O-Z and get in on the bracket challenge with all of us. All right. Here is the deal for Tennessee. The bracket came down and Tennessee, there was kind of a, a feeling like, uh, I don't know if Tennessee will actually end up a three seed. Lenardi predicted a three seed right up until the tournament uh, draw was announced. And then uh, other guys, I think Palm had Tennessee as like a five seed, I want to say. Like there were some people, it was all over the place. But uh, Tennessee ends up being a four seed in the East region. And they will be playing Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, the Sun Belt champions. They just won the Sun Belt tournament. And then if Tennessee wins that game against Louisiana, we're going to talk about that one. But if Tennessee wins that game against Louisiana, they will play the Duke Blue Devils, who just won the ACC tournament. Of course, uh, that is the draw. And then if that happens, Tennessee will play play one of Purdue, Memphis, or FAU, assuming Purdue beats uh, the 16th seed, and it's I, they're playing one of the play-in teams, and I don't know which, and I don't really care because they're going to win that game. Um, and so Memphis, FAU, or Purdue in the Sweet 16 if Tennessee makes it. And then on the other side, Kentucky, Providence, Kansas State, Montana State, Michigan State, USC, Marquette, and Vermont. Nothing about this is easy at all. But that doesn't necessarily mean the Tennessee can't win some games, but you see this draw, Zach. How are you feeling? Uh, not not that great about it, but I'm not really <laughs> sure, honestly. But honestly, I, I'm not sure any any 
draw would have made me feel great of after watching what Tennessee's done these last couple of weeks or the last month, really. It was going to be tough no matter who it is. Just the style of basketball they're playing, not having Zachai Ziegler, the inconsistency. I wasn't going to feel real good about this tournament run, you know, period. But this is tough. I, I don't think Louisiana's as tough as CBS was making it out to be. We were talking a little bit before we started recording just now. They haven't had a lot of competition. They haven't really beat anybody that's, you know, the, the two top, what, 70 teams in the Kim Palm rankings that they've played. They've lost to both of them. One of them, Texas, pretty significant loss. So I think even without Ziegler, I think Tennessee will handle business pretty easy there. But that matchup with Duke, who, you know, I do think they'll probably, even though it's a 5-12 matchup, I do think they'll probably cruise because Duke is playing really well right now. That one, it, it's tough to get past it. You're just – it's, it's one of those situations where it's what March is about, getting hot at the right time. You saw it with UNC last season. Duke could be that team this season. And unfortunately, of course, Tennessee gets pitted against them, possibly. The only thing that I can think in terms of that Duke game that could be, you'd say, a redeeming factor is that Duke, from winning the ACC tournament, and I think to some extent this may have happened at Tennessee last year, Duke will have played what? Five, six games in seven days or something like five games in seven days. I don't know where they started in the ACC tournament, but I would guess four, four games probably that they played in the ACC tournament. Again, I'm not completely sure. And then they, they would have to play the, the opening round game and then they have to play Tennessee two days later. So that would be. Yeah, what, like five five games in seven-ish days, six games in nine days. So maybe they're a little worn down. Tennessee, obviously, lost in the second round of or their second game of uh, the SEC tournament to Missouri. Once again, oh boy, don't get me started. <laughs> but uh, maybe that could be something with Duke. I agree with you on Louisiana. Immediately on the CBS broadcast, Seth Davis was like, oh, I'm calling Louisiana to beat Tennessee. They're going to beat Tennessee. Tennessee stinks. They're really, they don't have Zakai Ziegler. They suck. Okay. Well, yeah, you look at Louisiana's schedule. They, the one truly legitimate team they played this season was Texas. They lost by 30 and Tennessee beat Texas. So, of course, I think somebody already in the, uh, well, no, but I, you know, Zakai Ziegler was on that team that beat Texas. And that's one thing. Is that upset possible? Absolutely, it's possible. I am not writing that off at all. Tennessee lost to a really not good Oregon State team a couple of years ago in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I write off nothing. And the NCAA tournament is absolutely wild. Always, from beginning to end, every single year, who knows what's going to happen. And, and a 14 beating, or a 13 beating a, a three in no way is unprecedented. But I think Tennessee will probably win that game. But that Duke one, playing right at the right time, obviously, I mean, they're going to have elite dudes. It's Duke. They do. It's a first-year coach, which may be something. But, of course, Barnes lost to Dennis Gates twice this year at Missouri. So what difference does that make, maybe? And uh, I'm... Yeah, that, that feels... Personally, that feels like the end of the road. I'm ju I'm just not going to lie. That that just feels like you're just running into an unfortunate buzzsaw where they, I mean, they beat Virginia by like 10 in the ACC championship game. It, 
I'm not sure. Do, do you agree at all with that assessment of maybe Duke will have tired legs? Does that hold up? I don't know. I've seen a lot of ACC tournament champions win national championships. So I, I don't know if, you know, it can be maybe. I don't know enough about their team to know how old they are, you know, kind of what they've been through this season with injuries and all that, because obviously that plays a factor. I mean, maybe it could be a factor. I, I just, it, I, I don't really find any solace in that too much, to be honest. Just maybe it's because it's Duke and history suggests that they will probably make a deep run when they're playing well, because that's what they usually do. But I, I, I don't think that would give Tennessee too big of an advantage, to be honest. I think what one thing that people are kind of overlooking is what, what if Tennessee does somehow get past them, though? You know, it, it could yeah. set up a heck of a matchup down the bracket with Memphis if they can get past and pull some upsets and get past maybe Purdue later on, which I know they got a tough opening matchup, too, with they play Florida Atlantic, who's 31-3 and three and playing mm-hmm. pretty well. Man, Tennessee and Memphis later on would be such a fun, you know, game. But going up against Penny, hopefully we can get that. That, that would be fun to see. Purdue, another team. I mean, they just kind of ran right through the the Big Ten tournament. They they almost let Penn State come back and win today. I watched the end of that game. They very nearly lost, but Penn State, uh, instead of getting up a shot to win, the guy traveled. So <laughs> that was unfortunate. But it was anticlimactic win yeah. endings <laughs> where you feel like you might see a nice buzzer beater and they don't even get the shot off. That's the most frustrating thing about this time of year is you do get some of those. I mean it's it's never going to be easy in the tournament. That's always no. going to be true, period. You're always going to have a tough draw, essentially, always. But all going to have a tough draw, essentially, always. That's ridiculous and redundant. Um, <laughs> you're almost always going to have a tough draw. But the, obviously, there can be ones that are better than others. Like, you look back at that Grant and Admiral team that lost to Sister Jean. They didn't mm. lose... They didn't lose the sister Jean herself, but they lost <laughs> to her like school. Loyal saw her, guy saw her more than saw her more than their actual players. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, correct. But you think back to that one. I mean, that couldn't have been a better draw ultimately. If you get yeah. past there, you you would have played like a sort of middling Kansas State, I think, in the next round. And well, obviously, how far did they Loy- go? Loyola did they go Elite Eight? Final Four. Final Four. Did, yeah, that's you made the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean. You just, it just can fall so easily. I mean, Tennessee should have played Duke in the second round in Conzo's final year. In the Conzo goodbye year, they should have played uh, Duke in the second round. They ended up playing Mercer because Mercer beat Duke. So, yeah, I, you do never know. You could end up playing Oral Roberts in that second game. There's an absolute possibility mm-hmm. that that could happen. Uh, Oral Roberts has been really good. They just won their conference. So, who knows? Uh, as far as that goes, but just with the way that Tennessee has been playing, uh, Missouri's a nightmare matchup for them. Uh, clearly, they struggled against them both times. Of course, Tennessee still had a what eight point lead in the second half and didn't win that game against Missouri. But oh, I could rant about that for a while. Uh, you know, nothing was ever going to be easy. But this one, are these games all winnable for Tennessee? Yeah, they could absolutely beat Duke. They could, they, I think they probably will beat Louisiana. They could absolutely beat Purdue. They could absolutely beat Memphis. Any of these teams, like an elite eight is more than on the table for this team, but can they actually go out there and do it? Cause I mean, it, it seems like statistically speaking, 
in unless Josiah Jordan James simply doesn't play, that seems to be, you know, Tennessee beat Alabama without Josiah Jordan James. But if he does play, he's either on or Tennessee loses because he's, you know, he, he was on against Ole Miss. Tennessee disposed of them relatively easily. And then they turn around against Missouri. He was just horrendous. I want what seven points and one rebound just basically disappeared. And Tennessee loses by nine to Missouri for the second time. So the team at this point is going to go as Josiah Jordan James goes, as Vescovy goes. I I think Vescovy, it seems like you can depend on. He's he is if he's healthy, he is pretty good almost every night. He finds a way. Uh, kind of like Zakai Zeeler. The only way to eliminate him from a game in terms of effectiveness is to get him in foul trouble. But outside of that, I mean, who knows who's going to show up? If Lemieux Kamwa shows up, Tennessee can have a huge game. If Tyree Key shows up, Tennessee can have a huge game. But how often do those guys show up? It's really that. It's all there for this team. But will they actually go out there and string those games together? Just color me skeptical, I guess. You know, the feeling I had when I was watching the reveal and Seth Davis and Clark Kellogg I both picked Louisiana to upset Tennessee in the first round. And their whole basis was that Zakai Ziegler will be out. You know, Tennessee won't have their point guard. And I just, I instantly in that moment flashed back to when all the bowl games were being announced in early December and everybody was pitching Clemson to beat Tennessee because they wouldn't have number five Hendon Hooker out there. So obviously it, it's a completely different sport and a different postseason setup, but it did kind of make me feel, you know, remember that all that talk about not having Hendon Hooker and how t- difficult that would be for Tennessee to overcome. And then they go out and beat Clemson by 17 points. And I'm not saying that Tennessee's about to make a final four run without Zakai Ziegler, but maybe they can capture some of that magic that the football team had. Uh, I mean, we've seen maybe. them play decent at times without Ziegler. Yeah. I mean, just doing it five games in a row, four games in a row. That's the the big question. Can you do it more than once? Yeah, Mr. Jones in the comments, he says, if Meshack needs to be March Shack, if you can it's get Tom, here it is. Here is Meshack's opportunity. Step up. And I think he's he's had a couple of pretty tough games recently. So time to step I, up if you let can. Let me ask you, do you have, the, you have a bracket that, you, that you're looking at pulled yep. up? Okay. Do you think Tennessee or Kentucky has an easier path? I think Kentucky will probably lose that second round game to Kansas State. Kentucky's just not very good. They're, I mean, but would you rather have their, you know, would you rather be Tennessee in their spot as a six or where Tennessee's at as a four? I would rather be probably Tennessee in this case. Providence is pretty good. Kansas, and that's your opening round game. Kansas State is very good. Um, and then Michigan, beyond that, Marquette is very good. They just ran right through the Big East tournament. Um, yeah, they might be the team to watch right now. Yeah, their hair's on fire right now. They're just going, chugging along. Um, I mean, I don't think they make it further than the Sweet 16. If they could upset Kansas State, I would say it this way. I'd be very impressed. I w- I'll give it to them. Uh, because I mean, you, they just lost to Vandy. <laughs> I, I don't know. Should Vandy I, have been in this thing? I mean, that's the other big yes. topic going to come on social I'm, media. This comes down to the philosophy. The the folks that make the bracket will tell you they take in the entire body of work. They look back at the beginning of the season. Uh oh, Vandy lost to Grambling. Well, Vandy won like eleven of their last twelve games. They should have been in the NCAA tournament. And you know, t- one of those was in Rupp Arena. They they had just some some really nice 
games that they've won. And they they absolutely could have pulled some upsets there. And you know, I, I like I have I take no joy in saying good things about Vandy, believe yeah, me. Yeah, it's just is yeah. what it is. I'm not a Vandy, you know, fan or, or supporter either necessarily, I mean, but they were fun to watch and it was fun watching them beat Kentucky in the tournament. Oh yeah, that that was amazing. Uh, what a great time. It, that was a little bit of a consolation prize after Tennessee blew it against Missouri. But like you also kind of on that same note, like uh, I don't know exactly where they ended up, but Texas A&M yeah, as a, a, what poor, let me see. I'm, I'm not finding it. What poor sucker has to play them in this? Uh, why am I not finding them here? Here it is. Penn state. Yeah. I mean, Penn state winnable, I guess. But that's that's pretty tough. That's they're the the best seven seed. In I that saw somebody tournament. somebody on Twitter said that that is like an ideal Outback Bowl matchup, and that is it really does feel like that would be an Outback Bowl Texas A and M. It really does. But yeah, they. I mean, them as a seven seed. I know it's because of the non conference schedule. I, I get it, but you're still playing in the SEC, which tied for the most teams in the NCAA tournament with eight. I believe. I think uh, the big. 10 had eight as well i could be wrong i can't remember which was which but still you're playing in a really hard conference that's really ascended over the years that should kind of trump some of that non-conference stuff you would think i mean i watched texas a&m play watched them play tennessee and they're better than a seven seed yeah but that that's the way that goes when you have that philosophy of we're taking in the full body of work we're not taking in you know what have you done for me lately very much uh, and so you end up with Texas A&M as a seven seed and, and Vandy not getting in. It is what it is. But uh, I'll I'll ask this of everybody in the comments. A lot, a lot of people going back and forth in the comments. Oh, I didn't even notice this, but uh, Elias Gray is, is right. He says Texas A&M gets Texas in the second round. That had to be intentional. Absolutely. Mm, that, God, I hope fun. we get that. Yes. That would yes. be great. Uh, a little future SEC matchup there. But uh I'll, I'll ask everybody in the comments who's watching. We've got a bunch of you in here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, drop into the comments and just tell me what round is Tennessee making it to. They win the whole thing. They make the final four. They make the Elite Eight, Sweet 16, second round. Do they lose in the first round to Louisiana? But just drop into the comments and, and we'll read them and we'll talk about what y'all think. And then maybe we can give our, our prediction here and we'll go back and talk about how stupid we are in a couple weeks uh but yeah just drop in the comments might, and say that but i'll not take that long to, <laughs> to that's, true. that's true that's assuming tennessee makes the second round but yeah get get in the comments tell us how far tennessee is making it and then i, I gotta tell you once again our great uh, sponsor for this is run your pool play.runyourpool.com slash atoz a to z uh, play.runyourpool.com slash atoz go there now get in on the bracket challenge with me and zach you'll get to play against us it's just it's a pretty traditional bracket challenge you fill out a bracket it, it takes no time at all to sign up and uh, get in and then if you are in the top three finishers in the bracket challenge 55 inch smart tv $150 gift card to Fanatics, I believe. $50 gift card to Amazon. It's all laid out there on the page. I believe it tells you that uh, when you get there. But uh, go and sign up, sign up, sign up, and uh, and you'll get to play in a bracket challenge with me and Zach. And uh, you get to support the sponsors of this show because they support us. Please, please, please do that. They're really good to us. 
So be good to them. Uh, but play.runyourpool.com slash ATOZ. Go sign up, fill out your bracket, and win some prizes. Now, let's see what everybody had to say. Uh, I just asked. Just drop in. Tell me how far Tennessee is making it, in your personal opinion, in, in the comments here. Jeff says, second round at best. He's an Ohio State fan, though. We take that with a grain of salt. Mr. Jones says, national championship. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Uh, second round. Bounced by Duke from Jordan Estrada. Elias says, I got them losing to Marquette in uh, the Sweet 16. Is that, would that be correct? Uh, is, because it, wouldn't it be Purdue in the Sweet 16? Um, yeah, Purdue, Memphis, or FAU. So yeah. maybe, maybe he meant Purdue. Um, but then he follows that up and he says, honestly, I think they're 50 50 in every game. <laughs> yeah. And Lori says, the Elite Eight. So, little bit of confidence i i'm not sure seriously because this team has been so all over the place there is a version of this team that makes the elite eight like Lori thinks there is a version of this team that loses to louisiana in the first round um chris so chris says tennessee has had a bad three weeks i have them losing in round of 32 yeah, I mean, do you do you take into account their momentum? Because their momentum right now, is there any? I'm not, I'm not sure. Does that just mean the first or second round loss? I'll throw it to you, Zach. What's your prediction? How far I are they think, making it? I think if you just you have to look at this logically, remove any you know fan uh, feelings from it. What you want to happen, what could happen, and just like okay, what's most likely to happen? Like Chris said, Tennessee hasn't had a great three weeks. They've been up and down. Every time it looks like they're about to get some momentum, they lose a game, and it kind of slows that momentum. The, the Ziegler injury obviously, you know, hurts you a lot. That, that's your, that's your whole. It's your point guard. I mean, you go as he goes, as you've said many times on here. And then with Duke being so hot right now and winning the ACC tournament and having all this momentum, I mean, I know things can change, and that doesn't always play out the way you think it will that's why nobody ever nails the brackets but i don't see tennessee making it past the second round i think they beat louisiana i think they beat louisiana by 15 to 20 points uh, i think it's a fairly easy decent win maybe more but then i think they lose to duke i don't know how that game goes but i mean tennessee will make it tough just the way they play defense will make it tough on duke it won't be an easy easy win for duke by any means but that's just Tennessee's had trouble closing out some of those close games like that. And I just think with the way Duke's playing, I, I don't see them getting past them. Let's see. We got a few more comments here. Brent says second round at best. Wouldn't be surprised if they lose in the first round without ZZ. Uh, this is an interesting note from Elias. He says Louisiana shoots threes at almost the slowest clip in the country, despite being top 50 in making them. That is very weird. Uh, yeah, and then Jordan responds to that said they take their time finding shots. Um that probably plays into Tennessee's hands because Tennessee yeah. is so lengthy on the perimeter. I mean, so they're breaking into a half court game kind of like a Virginia you don't type do offense, that. I assume. Yeah, no. Yeah, you don't want to do that against Tennessee. That's how Tennessee wins. Is if you if you want to play traditional half court against Tennessee, that where they lose, I mean, it's why Missouri is an absolute nightmare for Tennessee. Because Missouri don't play that. I, I was saying to Zach before we got on here, Missouri is basically, they're sort of the Josh Heupel 
uh, of the SEC this year where they were just balls to the wall, throw it up there, see if it goes in. If it goes in, we win. If it doesn't go in, we lose. And and it worked. I mean, and obviously have Kobe Brown is really good too. But um, yeah, so I uh, that I think that plays into Tennessee's hands. But I I will say I think Tennessee does win that Louisiana game. That Duke game is going to be extremely close, and that's the problem. Tennessee can't win close games. They it's like they don't have the ability to. What close game did Tennessee win this year? It was like a ten point win or a loss. Mm-hmm. That was 10 plus point win. And sometimes it was a 30 point win or a 40 point win, like against South Carolina, or it was a loss. Like the what? Texas game almost got a little hairy there at the end, towards the end. I mean, they did, but that was like the, even that's kind of, I think they ended up still winning by double digits, didn't they? Uh, I want to say nine. Okay. Maybe right there. But um, I, it's that. I think it'll be a close game with Duke, and that's the nightmare scenario. It was a nightmare scenario against Missouri. Tennessee should have won that game, and they just they crumble. They have these periods where they just don't score for six, seven minutes, and you're just pulling your hair out watching that. I mean, this half-court offense that – this is an off-season discussion, but that half-court offense that Rick <laughs> runs just – it makes me want to crawl in a hole. And What was that hide. text you said the other day about that? Oh, <laughs> probably can't read it on here. <laughs> Something about how if I never saw that offense again, I might be uh, not too unhappy about it. Um, uh, But regardless, it's just that. Can you score when it matters? Santiago Vescovi can, but who else can? And even Santiago this season, when it came down in the Vandy game, in the Missouri game, where Missouri won on the half-court shot, he couldn't even do it. So I'm, uh, yeah, I got it. Second round. It has to be right. That just yeah. feels, but at, at the same time, who I I feel like in years past, like last year, I was so confident Tennessee was making the Elite Eight. Like I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that this team is going to cruise. Michigan, yeah, we felt, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I I felt good about it. And and Michigan was kind of, they had just been in a lull that season, even though they barely slipped into the tournament. And then, you know, here we, here we are. <laughs> Michigan made it farther than Tennessee did. So, we'll see but i think uh that's gonna be pretty much it any uh, we will have our show tomorrow and kind of expound a little more on on not just this but on everything else going on with tennessee sports uh let me ask you this question real quick because i'm sure we won't talk about it tomorrow there's really it's not really tennessee related but it's march madness related unc basketball puts out a statement just a few minutes ago that they're declining their invitation to the nit and not participating how how do you feel about that? That's not something that typically happens. I didn't see that. So this yeah, is Yeah, they just Hubert Davis put out a put out a statement a little bit ago and he didn't really say anything necessarily about the NIT, but then the official basketball account tweets out the statement and it says caption Tar Heels choose not to participate in the 2023 NIT and he Said that they were going to start preparations for next season. Basically, was was the line, but no, they're you know declining the invitation. I mean, I kind of I think this is sarcasm. Eric says they're above the NIT. <laughs> well, I, that's how I feel. Really, really, UNC, come on. Roy I mean, Williams, Roy Williams ain't walking back through that door. <laughs> Don't get yourself here, UNC. <laughs> and he played in the NIT a time or two. Yeah, at Carolina. I know his first year. I mean, 
come on. That's yeah. Elias is arrogant. Sends the wrong message in a thousand different ways. Absolutely. That I don't like. Here's what I think it is. I think they do not want to get beat in their first game in the NIT. Yep. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Do not want that embarrassment. Because you did that happen to Kentucky? Did that happen to Kentucky? Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Okay. Kentucky went and they played Oral Roberts, who ironically, that's who Duke has to play in the first round. Uh, it, it, you know, and maybe Tennessee will be playing Oral Roberts next weekend. Who knows? But they they played Oral Roberts and they lost that Nerlens Noel team. Mm, the Nerlens yeah, Noel yes, Kentucky yes. team went to the NIT and then lost to Oral Roberts. Total embarrassment. I, I don't know. On it, honestly, like that's a legit discussion. Which is worse? The St. Peter's lost in the first round last year. Or at least this year with Kentucky, if they lost in the first round, they'd at least lose to an actual basketball team <laughs> in Providence. But or or losing to Oral Roberts, which of those is worse? I don't know. But that's yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, not a good look. But I mean, hey, I mean that's what you get when you're. I mean, it is kind of funny to go from preseason number one to not even making the tournament. And I think they said that's the first time it's happened since the field expanded to sixty-eight teams. At a preseason number one, or maybe sixty-four, it might even go back further than that. Steve, a, Steve Graham, he he corrects me here. Is Robert Morris? Robert oh, Morris. Sorry, I, I got my I got my name right. schools mixed up. Robert yeah. Morris, Oral Roberts. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Robert Morris. Okay. Super embarrassing. Still. Yeah. Um, a little bit Kentucky embarrassment. Oh, this guy. We got a Kentucky fan in here. Don't get it twisted. This Kentucky team is going to the Final Four. No, they're not. They're definitely not. <laughs> so. uh I don't know. They might. Who knows? Yeah, I'll, I'll pass right on that. They beat Tennessee <laughs> twice, so I'll just I'll sit this one out. <laughs> they did. Still, I still don't understand that. One of those where Tennessee is, was out of 100% health. Yeah. Credit where it's due. You did do that, but then you lost to Vandy twice. So, um, I, yeah. I mean, I'm going to fill out this bracket probably – Probably tomorrow. I usually do it the day after. Not that it helps. I mean, I'm terrible at it. And you, every one of you will probably finish above me because it it, it just doesn't usually go well for me. I don't know how people win these things. But I feel like Marquette, uh, like I was texting last night with, with you and Austin, that's that's the team that I think might have might have a chance. They are buzzing this season. Uh, Shaka Smart, man, he, he kind of stunk it up at Texas, but he is – Revitalize that Marquette program. Impressive stuff from them. Like I said, That's they really were bust strange. On he's, so he's going to get a second chance at a marquee job, probably. Well, I, I mean, the Big East at this point is kind of a marquee job. Yeah, like you, you could go to Villanova, maybe. Although Villanova plays in like a little high school gym Which when they're weird. not, yeah, when they're not playing it where the 76ers play in Philly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean. The, it's it's pretty good. The tournaments in Madison Square Garden, legendary. Yeah, one of consistently one of the better leagues in all of college basketball. And obviously, you know, you've had national champions in the last few years. Um, oh, Eric, gonna get me started over here. Where is Rick Pitino going? He asked. It's a big discussion. <laughs> Iona back in the tournament. Uh, no, do, hey, Rick, he's a fossil. I don't know how old he is. Uh. God, he's been around Pitino. forever. He's got to be 70 in his 70s, he right? He is 70. Does that mean he's okay. younger than Rick Barnes, though? I think I it does. Think so, yeah. Uh, Rick is 68, so he's a little older wow. than Rick. Okay. I think Rick was over 70. Some some big East school is going to hire Rick Patino. This this is the honest, the honest goodness truth. My, my, my dad is from rural Kentucky. 
where he grew up. He's never been a Kentucky fan. Don't worry. <laughs> I he in fact he hates Kentucky more than anyone. He he grew up a Louisville fan. So I've tangentially through him, I've watched a lot of Louisville basketball. We've gone to the Louisville basketball games together. And I so I am, I'll start out by saying I'm a little biased in saying this. Rick Patino is one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. He would come if if Tennessee shamelessly, you know, this is in no universe will this ever happen. But if Tennessee just like flew off the handle, fired Rick Barnes, hired Rick Patino, I in my personal opinion, he would take Tennessee to a final four before he left. Like he's so good. He's he's he is a I will step on your throat at all costs. It doesn't matter. And that's that's why he wins. He's like a Nate Oates. He doesn't morals. He doesn't care about morals. No, clearly. we'll do what it takes. And that's that's how you win. <laughs> clearly, that is how you win in college sports. Um, so that I where is he going? I have no idea. But whoever picks him up. It will Somebody will going to be good. So it might won't be Ole Miss. Good. They already hired their sketchy guy in Chris. Yeah, Beard. they. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't in the running there. If they were already going to take a look at Chris Beard, but <laughs> um, young, they were youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta. Yeah, because you you won't get Patino for more than five years at most. I would guess. Yeah. So. Uh, alrighty. Charlie Burris, Zach Reagan. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't seem like like we were a little, uh, a little negative here. But it also seems like almost everybody in the comments is too. <laughs> Negative. It just seemed realistic. I mean, we've said like exactly. hey, we know Tennessee can can beat any team in this tournament and they can beat any team in their bracket or, or in their region, but it's just doing it consecutively, doing it three, four, or five games in a row where that you have to do to get to a final four. They haven't really shown they can do that, especially without Zachai Ziedler. I mean, that's it's not really negativity. It's just the odds are stacked against them. And yeah. You, you have to recognize that. They, they've been the bad version of themselves more than they've been the good version. I'll let you answer uh, Jordan's question. Well, I, uh, well uh, hold on. I will answer that. I just noticed we had a couple of answers to how far Tennessee will make it on, on Twitter. And I just want to say Nick Walker said Sweet 16. Monkey Town Ball <laughs> said Round 2. Um, and then I said, we're predicting how far Tennessee will make it right now. And Nathan said, so the show's going to be short then. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is getting into the weeds really on college basketball, Rick Pitino or Jay Wright. I, Oh, I would kill a man to have Jay Wright as, as a basketball coach for the team. I love, I love Jay Wright. He's like my favorite college basketball. He's such a gangster. He's mm-hmm. the last, the last great vestige. Well, really Patino is at this point, but Patino's at Iona, but like it's, Jay Wright was the last, the last great gangster. And ah uh, man, like Calipari thinks he is, but he's not. No, he's not. He's yeah. He's, he's you know having the teams that he's had at Kentucky coming out with one national championship means he's not a good coach. So I, good in game coach. Obviously, he's made some Final Fours stuff, but um, you know I uh man I like I said Jay Wright would be that's like the dream, and he's never going to come back to coach college basketball again. No. Um, but. Uh, I think that that is it. Oh, look, this Kentucky fan he keeps coming back. Love it when Tennessee fans act like they're good or ever won anything in Ben's basketball. You know what Tennessee has won in basketball? The SEC tournament. You know who Tennessee beat on the way to that SEC tournament? Kentucky. I was at the game. I was there. I watched it in person. It was really fun. Is the pom-pom behind you anywhere? Still? Oh, yeah. It is. 
Dude, it's the most excited I've seen you on the show yet. This is this was from that game last. I mean, I've told this story for people yeah, oh, who yeah. watch this show consistently, but it's it's from Kentucky. It's a Kentucky can. In fact, that Kentucky can't. They can't be <laughs> Tennessee in the SEC tournament, uh, and they didn't. And a Kentucky fan threw this at me because I yelled at them, and it was fun. Um, I'll put that up in a second. But uh, all right, so. Charlie Burris, Zach Reagan. This this was fun. Hopeful, I'll put it this way. Hopefully we're wrong. And you know where you could prove us wrong? Run your pool. Play.runyourpool.com slash A-T-O-Z. Go there. Zach and I will make our predictions, and we're going to have entries there on Run Your Pool, and you can play against us and play for a chance to win. Flat screen TV, gift cards, it's all there. Play.runyourpool.com slash A-T-O-Z. Go and sign up now and then uh, play the bracket challenge against me and Zach and everybody else at A to Z. It's going to be kind of the whole company. Um, and uh, so sign up there and win yourself some prizes. And uh, tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time, Zach and I will be live streaming our full Big Orange podcast that will be more than just this bracket talk. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. We'll talk to you all tomorrow at 4 p.m. See you guys then.